sing about your grace, Lord. It is truly amazing, Lord, how you called us out of darkness into this marvelous light, Lord. Place something inside of us, Lord, that would desire to know you and to seek after the things of God. Lord, how wonderful you are, Father, how great you are. We ask, Lord, that you would help us tonight, Father, you'd speak to our hearts, that you would touch our lives. You minister, Lord, to the needs of your people, Father. You know what we have need of, Lord. You know our thoughts, Lord. You know the things, Lord, that we desire. We just ask, Father, you move, I pray. Bring healing, deliverance, and salvation, Father, by your word. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 13. says, for when God made the promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. So, and so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of the promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation, who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. Whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Amen. We'll let you be seated today. I'd like to speak to you on born of the same house. Born of the same house. Uh, I'd like to start out with a quote that I read even Wednesday night from Melchizedek, the great prince and king, been studying this message. It says, faith never rushes itself. Faith knows what it's talking about. It said, you've never seen our master excited about anything. Standing by the grave of a dead man, he was just as calm as he was when he sat on the mount and looked over Jerusalem. Standing on a troubled sea and or on a troubled ship in the troubled seas and waves being tossed about, he was so completely rested in God until he never even paid attention to it enough to wake up. Always undisturbed faith is. He said, we find here that the reason we can be undisturbed because it was given to our father and to his children. And God and the God who gave the promise swore by an oath that he would confirm it and keep it. And that and that he has done. 
And we find the children of Abraham are not just Jews outwardly, but through Abraham come Isaac, through Isaac come Christ, through Christ he has blessed the world. For it is said unto Abraham to, and to his seed which was in Christ, and through there that all tribes of the earth were to be brought into this covenant. We could also read in Galatians 3 and verse 27 says, For as many of you has been baptized in Christ, you have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heir according to the promise. Amen. So if you have received the spirit of Christ or the life of Christ, this makes you Abraham's seed. Amen. It makes you that you're born of the same house, the same household of faith. And in this house, it has faith. In this house, it has the ability to believe in the supernatural. In this house, it has the ability to, amen, to believe in healings and deliverances and salvations. If you're born of this house, amen. Say, amen, you, in your house that you was born naturally into this world, you may have been a born a, a Pruitt, a Smith, or whatever your last name would be. Maybe in that house, there wasn't always, uh, there wasn't faith there. There wasn't the ability to believe there. There wasn't the faith wasn't taught or faith wasn't received but when you receive this life when you receive this life amen you're born of a different house amen and so therefore you have the same faith you have the same ability to hold on to the promise you have the same endurance you have the same determination Amen. Because it's no longer a Pruitt doing it. It's no longer someone else doing an Oglesby or Adams. Amen. It's God working on the inside of you and through you. Amen. So therefore, you can have the same ability Abraham had that he endured faithfully and holding on because he knew God had swore by himself and God was going to confirm the oath that he had given him. I mean, it wasn't resting upon Abraham. It was resting upon God. So it didn't matter if it was two years, three years, ten years, or twenty years. That made no difference to Abraham. Abraham knew God said it. And in this house we believe what God says. Amen. So we're going to have it anyhow because God said so. You know, if God says so, that's a good reason to believe it. Amen. So he said, I can, you know, Brother Brown said, I can imagine he went and he got little things together and pins and things getting ready to have a baby. Why God said so. No matter how impossible. Amen. In this house, there are no impossibilities. Amen. In this house, there's nothing. There's no, there's no sickness that is incurable. There's, there's no disease too great. In this house that we're born of, that I'm speaking of tonight is the house of God. Amen. There's nothing that is impossible. Amen. And so uh, he said, no matter how impossible it seems, God said so. That settles it. So 20 years passed. No baby yet. But Abraham still believed in God. And he didn't get weaker. He got stronger. He kept saying, giving praise to God. No matter how impossible it may seem, that meant nothing to it. Amen. That show. I mean, if you look at the thing and you say, you know, there's no way that maybe this can happen or maybe there's nothing to it. Amen. It shows you you need to be born again. It shows you if you cannot believe for the promises of God and, and hold on to the promises of God, no matter how many devils comes up, no matter how many impossibilities comes, if you can't hold on to it, it shows you need to be born again. 
Amen. Abraham's children will hold on to the promises of God because Abraham held on. Amen. He says, you know, we being dead in Christ, we take on Abraham's seed, and therefore we're heirs according to the promise. That gives every believer that's been born again the same faith that Abraham had. Amen. To call what God said to be the truth and to call what your eye says or anything that contrary to the promises of God, you call it a lie. Amen. So because we don't go by sight, we don't walk by sight, we don't go by feelings. And this house is not a house of feelings. Well, I got my feelings I'm worried about. You need to put your feelings outside the door. Because in this house, our feelings don't matter. What matters is what God says. Amen. We go by God's word. No matter what's outside looks like, we still believe it. If you're Abraham's seed and you're dead in Christ and you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that which makes you Abraham's seed and gives you the same faith that Abraham had, that'll call those things that are not as though they are. It'll call you healed even though you don't feel healed. It'll call you delivered even though you feel bound and and unworthy. It'll call you set free. Amen. No matter how you look or how you feel like, it's what God said about it. Amen. Abraham called those things which are not as though they were. See, he didn't look at the natural things. Neither does Abraham's seed. He, didn't, he looked at the unseen. So does Abraham's seed. Amen. I'm not looking at the natural things even in this building. Amen. You know, we're looking at the unseen. Because we know in the unseen there's pillar of fire. There's angels. There's God moving in our midst. There's things that are happening even though we may not feel like it's happening. Even though we may not think it's happening. Even though we may not want it to happen. It's still happening. God is what God said. God will keep it. And Abraham knew he would keep his word. Abraham's seed knows God will keep his word. So he believed it. And he testified of things he didn't see as though it already happened. Amen. He said, I hope you get it. He says, I, 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 he said, I hope you can grasp this. He said, if you can take the same thing, the same faith, the same determination. And says, God promised it. Amen. By Jesus Christ's stripes, I'm healed. I believe it. No matter what takes place, how I feel, how I look, I'm healed anyhow. Why? Because God said so. And you stay right there and don't move. Watch what it will do. I tell you what it'll do when you stand there in that kind of faith, believing and confessing the word of God, it'll make the blind eyes come open on a barber chair. When critics are around him and telling him he needs to disbelieve, but he's still saying, by his stripes, I'm healed. And he jumps out of a barber chair, amen, with his eyesight again. Amen. That's what faith of Abraham will do for you if you can stand there and not waver from it. Amen. But see, things wants to come and we begin to look at the waves and we begin to look at the things around us. And we don't have to look at those things because that really ought not be what we're looking at. Amen. Abraham, instead of getting weak, 
Well, you know, we think, well, if, if God don't answer right away, well, I failed to get it. That's not Abraham. God didn't answer him right away. He gave the promise and he said, this is what's going to take place. He didn't tell him it's going to be 25 years later. He just said, this is what's going to take place. Amen. Abraham got stronger knowing the longer it lasted, the longer it took, the greater miracle it's going to be. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Your, your parents has been crying out for your children. Don't get weaker, get stronger. Knowing it's going to be a greater miracle. God's going to do a greater thing. God's going to move more in possibilities. The devil may throw another one and another one and another one. That just means God's going to do more. God's going to change the scene. God's going to rewrite their lives. So instead of getting weak, let's get stronger in the faith. Saying, God, you said it. You promised it to me. And I'm not backing off of what you promised. It'd be a greater miracle. See, if you're the children of Abraham, you got that kind of faith. Abraham got stronger as the days went on. Amen. He got weaker in his body. He got maybe, uh, uh, you know, it seemed like more critics rose up and making fun. And, and his, even his wife was laughing and this, that, and the other. Abraham gets stronger. Abraham gets stronger. Amen. If God called Abraham and Abraham had that kind of faith, Abraham's children will have the same kind of faith. The only reason that Abraham had that kind of faith is because God seen that quality in him and called to him and talked to him face to face. And every person that's elected by God comes in and gets that same faith of Abraham because you've talked face to face with God. The spirit of the Abraham that was resting upon Abraham, the spirit of Christ is now living in you. Therefore, you can take the same promises and stand toe to toe with the devil and say, I'm not backing off of what God has given me. I'm going to hold it with everything that's got. I'm going to press forward. I'm going to get stronger. Let me let you in on something. This bride is not getting weaker. She's not getting weaker and weaker and weaker. No, she's getting stronger. Hallelujah. We're going to see more healings, more deliverances, more prodigals coming home. More of God's goodness being revealed to his people. Because we've been talking face to face with God. Amen. There's been people that has a direct line to the throne room. Amen. We being dead in Christ take on Abraham's seed and her heirs according to the promise. The same promise he gave Abraham is the promise he gives us. So he promised Abraham his son. How come he can't promise you your son? Mercy. Amen. If we being dead in Christ, we take on Abraham's seed and our heirs according to the same promise. Then the same faith that was in Abraham dwells in his children who will call those things which are not as though they are. Because why? God said so. He said if we could really grab a hold of that kind of faith, there would not be a feeble person among us in the next five minutes. Mm. All right. Friends, how many of you see the Holy Spirit? Amen. Ye are sons 
and daughters of God. Ye are the seed of Abraham. Join heirs with him in the kingdom. And the same faith, I'm going to hammer this down. The same faith that was in Abraham is in every believer tonight. By his amazing grace. We just heard, we just sung about it. About his amazing grace. The same one that called you out of the slop pens of the world and give you the Holy Ghost. Not because you deserved it. Not because you deserve it, but he called you to it unconditionally. He didn't call you because you deserved it. He didn't call you because you was born in a certain family. He called you unconditionally. He didn't call you because you was free of drugs. He didn't call you because you was free of sin. He called you because you were his. Listen, you didn't, you wasn't his at the altar. You were his before the foundation of the world. That ought to give you something to shout about. Amen. I was his before I ever smoked a cigarette. I was his before I ever did a drug. I was his before I ever committed one sin. He didn't call Abraham because he was some worthy person. He calls Abraham because he was his son. God, by his amazing grace, called you out of the slop pen of the world. Give you the Holy Ghost, not because you deserved it, but because he calls you, called you to it unconditionally. Not because you were good. Not because your mother was saved. But you was called by God's elected grace. Oh, Senator Friend, he says, if you're here, a lukewarm church member, these things that you see going on, the Holy Spirit making manifest the resurrection of Jesus. It's the covenant that God said and poured it out through Christ. The same, very same things that I do shall you do also. Even more than this, for I go to my Father a little while and the world will see me no more. Yet ye shall see me, for I'll be with you, even in you to the end of the world. Oh my, the Holy Spirit is not a guess so. It's not a maybe so. It's not a probably so. It's not I'm guessing at it. But I know Jesus Christ lives. I know he reigns. I know he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his Holy Spirit is in this place tonight to do the very same things he did while he was on earth. Oh, hallelujah. He met Abraham and he gave him the covenant. And it wasn't a covenant that said, Abraham, you do certain things and then I'm going to do a certain thing. You do this and then I'll do that. No, his covenant with Abraham was I've already done it. It's already done. It's already been fixed. Amen. Hey, I've already made the covenant with you. I'm going to save you. I'm going to bring you home with your father at a ripe old age. Nothing you can do about it. I've already done it. You say, well, brother, if I only had God to say that to me. He said, wait a minute. God said Abraham and his seed after him. So you have had God say that to you because he said it to Abraham and your seed after you. We don't establish it. We are the seed of Abraham. Amen. So he's given you the same covenant that he gave Abraham because you've been born in the same house. It's an unconditional covenant. It's not that you got to do something and I'm going to do it. You got to do this and I'm going to do it. You got to be this and then I'll do it. You, no, I've already done it. 
I've already provided healing. I've already provided deliverances. I've already provided, amen, a way back for the prodigal. I've already done it. I just need somebody to believe what I've already done. We are the seed of Abraham. The same faith that Abraham has come to us by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's the reason we can believe in divine healing. Because we're of the same household. Amen. You know, it's the spirit of the living God that's in the church that gives it the faith that Abraham had. So if the spirit of God is not there, then the faith of Abraham will not be there. Amen. Call to be able to call those things which are not as though they are because God said so. There's a covenant that God made. So what did he do? As he did with Abraham, he would tear apart the animals and he would lay them in half. God did the same thing. He tore Christ apart and he took his body and he set it on the right side of him and sent the other part back, the Holy Ghost, down to earth to baptize the church with the same faith, to give them the same faith that he had, to do the same for works that he did. The same thing that I do shall ye do also. So he has not left you here to perform the work. He has come himself inside of you to do the work in you. It's the same faith producing the same works, the same signs, the same wonders, the same glory. Amen. Men are not infallible. So I'm thankful he didn't put this all on a fickle man. Good lands. If our salvation depended upon a man... Uh, as far as a, a man, you know, a, a sin born man, I'll put it that way. Man born of sin, and he can make a decision today, you know what it'd be? One day he'd love you, the next day he wouldn't. He'd love you as long as you did this, dotted every I, and you crossed every T, and you bowed down, you done this, that, and the other. He, he would love you all the way, but until when you cross something, then that love will change. Amen. But that ain't God. Many of us gave God millions of reasons not to love us. But he still loves you. He gave us millions of reasons not to. He gave him millions of reasons not to call us out of sin and out of darkness. But he still did it anyhow. Oh, hallelujah. Because his covenant is not on a fickle man. But it's on an unchangeable God. And this God cannot lie. So if God called you, he's not going to change his mind about you. He could have changed his mind about Abraham. Abraham gave him plenty of reasons to change his mind. He went down to Egypt. He'd done all kinds of things. But that, it wasn't dependent on Abraham. It was dependent on what God said. So God would work it back around to his, to, the, to his word could be fulfilled in Abraham. And that's exactly what he does in our life. Now, you may go through some horrible times in your life because of your own stubborn self. But God will work you back around to perform his word in you. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful he didn't give up. Because I gave him plenty of chances to give up on me. Amen. Our faith is not in the wisdom of man. But our faith rests in the power and the word of God. 
That's where the true seed of Abraham rests their promises because they can only be the seed of Abraham by the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, they're not the seed of Abraham. But when they have that spirit, the same faith that was in Abraham comes into the believer. And no matter what comes about, the believer still believes, amen, still marches on. We can see this same, this same path all the way through the Bible. You can look at it. You can see what household they were really quick. Amen. We can see that uh, the 10 spies or other 12 spies that went to come back with a good report and 10 with a bad report. But only two of them's report lined up with the word of God. The other 10 was their own report and what they saw and what they believed. They totally did away with what God had said. But the other two said, it doesn't matter what I saw. It matters what God said. So it showed very quickly whose house they were born of. Come on now. When you get somebody that says, you know, God doesn't heal no more. The days of miracles are past. And God doesn't do those kind of things. It shows you really quick whose house they're born of. If they're born of the seed of God, they would know he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, we see it. As they come back on that, from that report... There was giants over there and great big governments and spears. My goodness, they got chariots. We look like grasshoppers. In God's report, I never did see him mention one thing about how big the walls was or how many chariots they had or how big their spears was or or if they were, if you're just going to look like grasshoppers in there, that wasn't in God's report. Amen. But Joshua... Amen. It was born of a different house than these other 10 spies. And he jumped up and he said, men and brother, not only are we able to go over and take the land, we've been made more than able. Amen. Amen. Why? Because he was a seed of Abraham and God gave the promise. It was my, his possession and God gave it. It didn't matter what the opposition was. A true seed will take it no matter how bad it looks or how impossible it looks. Yes, <clears throat> Brother Adam said, well, now there stands at that same place. There stands the, today the church of the living God. I don't care what anybody says, what the doctor says, what an unbeliever says. We are more than a match for anything that comes along. <laughs> what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. That's where we stand. No, we are more than a match. Because we are Abraham's seed and we will possess. We will take hold. We will not let go. Therefore, healing is ours. Salvation is ours. The Holy Ghost is ours. There can be thousands of preachers that says it ain't so, but the seed of Abraham knows it's so. Well, they'll wade right into it. They'll possess it no matter what takes place. His seed is going to take it. Amen. There Joshua stood. This little fellow seemingly standing all by himself. Him and Caleb. I don't care how big they are. I don't care what kind of spear they got. I don't care how high their cities are. How great it is. Our promise is this is our land. Let's go take our land. We're more than a match for them. 
lot of them that was born of natural seed said, well, we just can't do it. There's no need of trying. We're outnumbered. We're outclassed. We're everything. They were looking at what their eyes saw instead of what God said. And this is where you'll know if you're still of natural seed, you rely on what you see right here. Or what your mind can put together or how you can figure it all out with your human abilities and human understanding. And, and you'll totally discredit what God said and, and or not even bring it into the equation. It ain't what God said is not the equation. What God said is the answer to the equation. Amen. What God said is, is the ultimate final. It doesn't matter if some other scholar can come along and show you that this adds all up. Amen. Brother, Brother Joe has been preaching so wonderfully on impossible math and adds all up to a different answer. That matters not. What matters is what God said. And that is the final answer. And if he said it's your land, then it's your land. If he said it's your healing, then it's your healing. It doesn't matter how many devils line up and say it ain't so. It doesn't matter how many uh, false prophets arise and say it ain't so. If it's your land and God said it's your land, it is, it's so. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. The seed of Abraham doesn't look at natural things. They look at what the Lord said. Whose report are you going to believe? What if Abraham would have looked at the natural? At a woman now, 90 years old. He was 100. Been with her since she was a little girl. Him a little boy. No seed yet. He didn't look at those things. He said he counted those things as though they were not. For he only looked at what God said. I'll bless you, Abraham, and I'll give you a seed by Sarah. He believed it. You don't have to look at the opposition. You look at what God says. Amen. Amen. But we, we find that, you know, the child didn't arrive till 25 years later. But as we've been, we've been hammering, instead of getting weaker, he got stronger. I mean, I know the promise of the coming of the Lord is seemingly delayed and it's further and further and further. And, you know, people's come up with dates for years and none of them's come to pass, but that don't mean there ain't a date. There is a date. No man knoweth the hour, but there is an hour. No man knoweth the time, but there is a time. Amen. So it doesn't matter about what's going on, but it ought to make our expectations greater. Not minimize it, make it greater. Amen. Not make it less, make it more. If Sarah was one month older, it ought to be one month, month, one month greater in expectation because God is going to keep his word. It wouldn't be a lot of better to her, for her to have a child at 100 or 60. It wouldn't matter, but it's greater miracle all the time. So you don't get weaker, you get stronger. And we are the seed of Abraham, the Bible said, and we're dead in Christ and we take on Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise of Abraham because Abraham was given that promise and we are the same heirs that he was. Amen. But born of this house, of the same house, the same house of faith or the household of faith or, or the body of Christ or, 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 or the building of the Lord of this house. Your natural seed cannot believe in the, in the supernatural. 
You know, it's nothing really in a natural thing to believe or otherwise even Esau or some of the others. But Jacob and those along that line or that lineage of Abraham, the promise was flowing through. They were able to believe the supernatural signs that were taking place. Amen. Why? Because there was something on the inside of them. You know, there, you know, there, there has to be a supernatural seed to be born of the supernatural, to have the same faith. Amen. Born not by natural birth, but by supernatural birth, by supernatural faith. Amen. A faith that is supernatural or that supersedes the natural. That goes beyond what a natural eye can see or or a natural heart can believe. Amen. It goes beyond all of that. And it'll hold hold on to it for years. Time doesn't matter to God's word. May look like it's full of mothballs. May look like it's moss growing over it. But it's still there just as true as it ever was. Amen. God looking for people to believe in the supernatural. So the covenant was given to Abraham unconditionally. Not Abraham, if you do this, then I'll do that. But I've already done it. We have the same covenant. It's already done. It's not what we do. It's what he did. It's not what we are. It's what he's done for us. It's nothing that we can do or our own merit to merit anything or, you know, to be righteous enough or to be good enough. The only thing we can do is accept and be grateful for what he's already done. That's why we can sing amazing grace. Amazing grace. It's not just grace. It's amazing grace. Because I knew what I used to be. I knew what I used to do. I, I knew where I, I used to dwell at and, and the things I used to dwell on. I knew all of that. If you knew like I knew. What he done for me. If I knew like you knew. What he done for you. You can look at that and say, that is not just grace. That's amazing grace. That's unmerited grace. I didn't deserve what I got, but he still gave it to me anyway. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Brandon would say it like this. He said, I'm positive that many times in people's thinking... They try to make divine healing some great outreach and something. If I could only reach it. He said, could you imagine Jesus saying, let me check my faith and see if I got enough faith to do this. See if I have to fast a while to see if I have enough faith to do. He was unconscious of the faith he had. He just spoke it and knew it was going to be so. He said, just like you're coming from your homes today, you probably want to return to your home. Told your wife and loved ones when you went to work or whatever today, I'll I'll be back sometimes. Right afternoon or about five o'clock, whatever time you get off. How do you know you are? You're not trying to figure it out. Do I got enough faith to get back home? Have I got enough faith to drive my car? 
No, you just unconsciously turn your key on and drive away and go home. <laughs> it's an unconscious faith that does that. That's the way it is. Christ, in Christ, we are unconscious. We just say that's his word that settles it. There's no more to it. And you just go home and be well. So you don't worry about it. You go home and be well. You say, well, Brother Timothy, that means when I get home, I'm going to be well. No, it might be five weeks. Might be five months. Might be five years. Could be five minutes. But Abraham received the promise after he patiently endured. He obtained the promise. This is the house we're born of. You know, I had a neighbor one time, he's passed on now, but he would say, he'd say to me all the time, Timothy, I pray to God for patience and I tell him I want it right now. <laughs> that ain't always how it works. Abraham patiently endured. Enduring as seeing what? An invisible God as though he's visible. Standing right before him after he endured the hard test and the hard trial and the hard fight. He inherited the promise. You know, it looked like God would have spoken and he'd reached down and he would have done it right away. He could have done that. He could have worked it right out. He could have said, Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. He went right home. Amen. And had the son. But God don't always work that way. But the children of Abraham will believe, no matter if it's five minutes, five weeks, five years, or whatever long it is, God said it, I believe it. Look at Hannah, another seed of Abraham. Amen, born of the same household. When she was at the temple and she was praying, and Eli come out and said, and she thought she was drunk. She said, I'm not drunk. I'm praying that God will take away my reproach. And he said, the Lord God grant thee thy request. God could have placed little Samuel in Hannah's arms right then. He's a creator. He can do all things. He can just speak it into existence. He could have put that baby into her arms. But instead of that, it was a process of time. Maybe nine months, maybe 12 months, maybe whatever. He could have done it instantly, but he didn't do it instantly. He just gave her the promise that he would. Isaiah 40 and verse 28 said, Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? That the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. And there's no searching of his understanding. In other words, he's probably got it figured out better than you do. So why you tore up about it? Rest in his promise. He knows the perfect time to move. He knows the perfect time to answer. We want it right now, and it's a lot easier on us. That's because that's why we want it now, because it's easier, right? But God don't always do it that way. He'll let you go through treatments. He'll let you go through tests and surgeries and all kinds of things. But that doesn't change his word. That doesn't change who he is. He giveth power to the faint. 
And to them that, might, that have no might, he increases strength. Oh, hallelujah. So if you feel wore out tonight, he's got something for you. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up with wings as eagles. And they shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. That's the faith of Abraham. Working in the believer. So when God told Moses, when he started out to go to the promised land, all that, all that promise he said, I give Abraham years ago is all walled up by the Philistines and Jericho and all kinds of great people and warriors. Now, it's all yours. There's Amorites there, and there's Havites there, and there's Parasites there, and there's Jubanites there, and there's Philistines there, and there's all kind of things there. There's cancer there, and there's sugar diabetes there, and there's sin there, and there's all kind of issues there. There's all kind of problems there, but I give it to you. It's your land. It's grown up with weeds and it's been untaken care of for seven, seven church ages, but I'm giving it to you. I'm giving you this land. It's yours. But you got to go take it. You got to go possess it. You got to go do something with it. You got to grab your sword and go after your believer. Go after your promise. Go after the things that you want. And I'm so sick of the church being backed into a corner. It's time we go on the offensive. I, 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 I let that run through my mind many times. Brother Josh here at our meetings a couple of years ago talking about Muhammad Ali and being on the ropes. Remember that? In the seventh round, it was time to get off the ropes. For six, six years, 6,000 years, the church has been on the ropes. But in this age, it's time to get off the ropes. It's time to go take what is yours. It's time to say, devil, I've had enough of you being on my property. This is mine, thus saith the Lord. This is mine. My inheritance, my children. I'll give it to you. It's yours. Now go possess it. He said, I hope you see it. It's something I want to get your faith to where it belongs. He said, many people got faith that they only know how to put it to work. He said, Benjamin Franklin one time found electricity. Story is, I wasn't there, but apparently the story is he flew a kite up into an electrical storm. Had some kind of metal on it. It popped him pretty good. And he said, I got it. I got it. But he didn't know what he had. And along came Thomas Edison and said, it'll work. If we'll find something that it'll work through. And he tried thousands of wires. And yet he found a wire that would finally carry the electricity through the wire. He knew it was the power. And the power would work in our benefit. He said, we found salvation will save us from sin. We found it would take the vilest woman or the vilest man, the drunkard, the prostitute, and make them a child of God. If that same faith and that same power will lift up a fallen man or woman like that, it'll work for us in more ways than that. It'll heal bodies. It'll move mountains. It'll change lives. Yes, Hallelujah. He said, see, it's like if I had a, 
had a farm on one side of the hill and it was full of corn, but it was dying from the lack of water. And on the other side was an artesian well. And if I could make that artesian well throw water down there up on this side of the hill to water that corn, he said, what happens? I got to survey that land. I got to find out that that water will take its own current and of course it'll come around and water the crop. If it'll, if it'll do it, if I'll just let it run in its own channel. That's the same thing with the Holy Spirit and God's promise. If we'll just let it run its way, not us get in the way, not us throw our doubts in there and cause it didn't do that and it didn't do this and it didn't happen when I thought it would. Just let God's Holy Spirit work in you and you rest on the promise and while you rest, it'll work. It'll do what God said it would do. Oh my what Abraham did. Abraham received the promise 100 years old and he rested on El Shaddai, which means the breasted one, the strength giver. Brother Branham would talk about it being as a woman would take a young suckling child to herself and it would nurse and gain strength. This is what Abraham did. He just began to nurse from the strength giver. He wouldn't dwell on his doubts. He'd pull from the strength griver. Hello, somebody. That'll help you with a lot of your mind battles if you quit dwelling on them and you start pulling from the strength giver. Those mind battles are designed to tear your strength down. Amen, to tear your life down, to tear your hopes down, to tear your everything about you down. But if you'll take your mind off of that and put it back on the strength giver. Hallelujah. Amen. And start nursing from the promises of God and the things of God like a baby to its mother and strength for the baby. We do the same thing when we come to God and we see his promise and we lay ourselves right into that promise and we draw from the word the strength of God and give it in its own course, not our mind, just believe in it. And after we endure, we shall obtain the promise. The same thing works for salvation is the same thing that works for divine healing. He said, surely I will bless thee and will multiply thee. We see that he said in our scripture, he swore by a greater, an oath as confirmation confirmed as an end all. God swore to Abraham that he would keep his covenant with him and with the seed forever. He swore by himself that he would do it. And in doing so under the old law, he made an oath under the old law. He killed an animal, animal and cut it in two. And then old law, they would take that oath, stand between the animals. They'd write on a, out on a piece of paper a certain contract and they'd tear it apart, give one to one and the other to the other. Yes. And God having no other, no one greater to swear by, he swore by himself. Amen. And he took himself to Calvary and he tore his body apart. And he lifted up his body to sit on the right hand and sent it back, sent back the Holy Spirit to be in every believer. Hello, every believer. To do the same thing in every church and every believer he did in Christ when he was here on earth, proven that he would raise him up in the last days and set him with him in his own kingdom. And today to see the same Holy Spirit that is upon Jesus Christ working the same in the church. Confirming the word exactly the same. 
He proved it by the immutability of his counsel that there was two immutable things, which one being impossible for God to lie. That we might have a strong consolation and have fled for a refuge to lay hold upon the the hope set before us. We can see what a marvelous promise. God cannot lie and be God. Therefore, what he said in his word, he has to bring to pass, or therefore he's not God. But we have seen him bring it to pass time after time after time after time. If there's any fault, it's in us, not in God. For God is obligated to his word. Brother Brandon would say it like this. Said somebody said, he said, somebody said to him, said the Holy Ghost wasn't given. It was only given to the 12 apostles on the day of Pentecost. You know, it's funny. They, they're trying to say that again today. Said, so, well, then what, what about the 120 that was in the same time when they received it? How about those down at the house of Cornelius when the Gentiles received it? How about 33 years later when Paul asked, the Baptists, if they had received the Holy Ghost, since they believed. And he laid his hands upon them and they received the Holy Ghost. Setting the church in Corinth in order. He said in the church at that time, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, gifts of healing, all those marvelous gifts years and years before beyond Pentecost. Yes. And today it's to every believer. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. How far? All the world. How many? All people. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils and heal the sick. There you are, the promise to every believer. It's God's promise that he swore he would do it. No matter how many tries to rise up and counterfeit it or say it ain't so. Or try to contradict it and take it down and wipe it off. It's God's word. It's not man's word. Therefore, we have a great hope. A faith. An anchor of the soul. That's what's in this house. There's an anchor. In, in your house, it may be a double-minded man. I don't know. But in this house, there's an anchor. In your house, you might think one way one day and think another, another way. But in this house, there's an anchor. That the storms may rage and the storms may blow and the wind may come against the boat. But there's an anchor. There's a holding place. There's a line that holds it. It may flip around one way or the other. You may not can see land. You may not can see things around. You may be so dark. But there's an anchor that goes down, amen, to the bottom of the sea. And it catches upon a rock. And every person that's received Jesus Christ as a personal Savior, been born again with the Holy Spirit, you have dropped an anchor. If you're sick, amen, and your hope is built on Christ, you have dropped an anchor. The doctor may say this and the doctor may say that, but that doesn't move you because you have dropped an anchor. Critics may rise. This one may start a YouTube channel. That one may do this, but it doesn't bother you. You have dropped an anchor. 
That's what's in this house. What have you got your hopes built on? The doctor says it may be gone. Medicine says it can't do nothing. Surgery says it's failed. But my hope's not built on that. We have our hope within the veil. Through the shedding of his blood that tore his spirit from his body to where we can have the same promises and we can hold on to the same things. Amen. We have an anchor. It's steadfast. It's unmovable. It holds. When everything around us is moving, everything around us is changing. How quickly has our society changed in even the last, amen, few months, much less years? Things are changing so quick, but God's word don't change. Governments change, but God's word don't change. Man's minds change, but God's word don't change. Church's doctrines can change, but God's word don't change. Preachers can change, but God's word don't change. It's steadfast. It's unmovable. It holds. It's a steadfastness. The doctor may say there's no hope for you. Not a hope for you to live. But that don't change nothing. You know you already died a long time ago. Therefore you can't die. What kind of assurance did Abraham have? What kind of assurance did Sarah have? They had what God said. They believed what God said. We can read in our scripture that he was a forerunner. Jesus was a forerunner that entered in for us. He's the forerunner of what? He's the forerunner of our salvation. Physically and spiritually. For he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes were healed. The forerunner of our salvation and healing has already entered in. Amen. What is a forerunner? It's something that's forerunning something that's coming. It's a wave sheath. It's something that's saying there's more to come just like me. So he's already forerun our coming. That he has another body just like his glorious body. Amen. It's the bride of Jesus Christ. And she will overcome as he overcome. Amen. She will rise above it as he arose above it. She'll walk on the winds and the waves. She'll walk over every devil. Come on somebody. Amen. She'll walk over cancer. She'll walk over every disease of every kind. She'll walk over every drug and every addiction. She'll walk over it all. Because he did it. The father of this house did it. Therefore, the children of this house can do the same. Because the same blood that runs through the father now runs through the children by the spirit of God. The blessed hope we have that Christ, the forerunner, has already come. Something that runs before or goes ahead. An example of a church, that the church would do what he did, that the church would finish what he started, or continue his works after he completed his sacrifice at Calvary, a forerunner. And that's why he would say, a little while, the world will see me no more, but ye shall see me, 
for I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. So we can see Abraham. We don't have time to get all into this, but we can see Abraham as he's called out. He brings his daddy. He brings Lot. He brings all of things he wasn't even that wasn't even called. And we see things that had to be separated off of his life for him to obtain the promise. Brother Branham would say it like this. He says, he said, I hope this finds a resting place. But maybe the reason some of you are not getting along so well, you're holding on to things we ought to let go of. There's got to be a separation. Maybe it's a doubt or a little wonder or a little skeptic. Wonder if it's right. Could this be? Could that be? How Cut loose from all of that. Lay aside every weight and sin that so easily besets you. And run the race. Looking unto Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. But we see his lot. He, he, he went down towards Sodom. And we know the story. And this is where I'm coming down to. I got down there in, 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 in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and there were some kings that rose up. And they came and took him. And took him out and his family with him. And Abraham heard of it. And Abraham said, I got to go after him. My brother's been taken. He said, look what, Brother Abraham said, look what Lot had done to him. Look what, what had taken place. But look, look, look at the heart of Abraham. I got to go back and get him. See, Abraham's brother was taken captive. And so he armed his trained servants. His trained servants. Born of his own house. 318. Born of his own house. Hey, Brother Brown said, why did Abraham not go get somebody else to help him fight? Why did he not go and ask some country next to him or some king somewhere or someplace somewhere to align themselves? But he found men born of his own house. He said, because they had the same faith Abraham had. So therefore, they would fight like Abraham would fight. They would believe like Abraham would believe. They would go and take back what was rightfully theirs. They wouldn't sit back and say, well, we came, we got part of it, and we're okay, we're going to go back now. No, they wasn't satisfied with getting just part of it. They wanted all of it. They wanted it all back. Amen. He said, see, he went and got men of his own house. Oh my, he had enough servants to fight an army with and he pursued them and took it all back, brought back all the goods, brought back everything Lot had, all his goods, all the women, all the people, everyone. Why? Because he found people that would believe just like he believed. He said, Abraham, his brother, had gone, or not his brother, had gone astray. He said, but see, Abraham, a picture of the true church or a true believer of God that's blessed of God and has the promise of God, has the covenant of God, has faith in the covenant. He said, if you'll count here, there's about 10 or 15 kings out there that Abraham had to face. How many servants did they have? Abraham counted that he had, all that he had was faithful and born in his own house. Born in his own house, the faithful servants he could depend upon. It was his servants who had come under the same circumcision he had come under. And was included in the same promise he was included in. He said it's a perfect picture of Christ and the church. 
the Holy Spirit leading the faithful ones that has been born in the same house of the Holy Ghost where Christ was born at and is pursuing after the wayward. Why I keep preaching about the prodigals? Because I'm pursuing after them. I'm not giving up on one of them. They're all coming home. We're not leaving a hope behind. I've been born in the same house, the house of Abraham. So if he can go after the backslidden, I can go after the backslidden. Oh, come on now. Amen. Pursuing after the wayward. Pursuing after the backslidden. And listen to this. And slaying every evil thing that's overcome them. Woo! Hallelujah. Do we have some servants here that's been born in the same house? That has the same faith under the same sign of seal of circumcision. And you're willing to go and say, let me go after that one. Devil, you had them long enough. That's a child of God. Take your dirty, rotten hands off of them. I'm coming after them in the name of Jesus Christ. I believe it's time that the servants of God start sharpening your swords. Start sharpening your swords and saying, We got enough of depression. We got enough of anxiety. We got enough of things that is tearing down the house of God. I'm going after it in Jesus' name. Jesus. Just like we heard Sunday, there's, a, there's servants of the house of Abraham that are willing to defend the rights of the Lamb. Somebody want to come up and say, there's no such a thing as worship. There's no such a thing as being happy in the house of God and joy in the house of God. I got a sword for that. That's right. Amen. I have the right to be as joyful as Abraham was joyful. When he received the promise, when I receive it, I got a right to be joyful. Yes. I've been born in the same house. Oh my Slaying every evil thing. I have seen right here. Servants of Abraham take their swords and walk down and cut lust off of people's lives. Cut addictions off of people's lives. Cut pornography right off. Got a right to it. He said, what is it? You began, he said, overcoming sin, laying aside all weight, speaking to people about their lusts and things they're doing and cut it all off. Their sicknesses and all, preaching to them the gospel and bringing them back to the full fellowship with God. My, my, my. That's what we got to do. That's what we got to fight for our God-given rights. Because as we heard Sunday, the devil wants to come in and take it from us. Make you sit down, make you shut up, make you, you know, worry about who's seeing what, who's saying what. No, no, I'm worried about his rights. I'm a defender of those rights because I'm of the same house. And it ain't the house of Pruitt's or the house of Paris's or the house of Patton's or the house of Butts's or Tushner's or Mason's. Or Adams, or Oglesby's, or Dexter's, or Twiner's. It's not that house. It's of the house of God. And in his house, we got a right to worship him. In his house, 
we got a right to have an atmosphere and a place that prodigals can come home and give their heart to God in his house. Are you born of that house? That you're willing to say, you know what? I got to go after that one right there. The devil's had them long enough. Brother Aaron, this, 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 this past meeting, sat here up on this platform waiting for one. The Lord has spoke to him about it. And he waited. And he waited. Thoughts? All kinds of thoughts. But they that wait upon the Lord. And he girded himself with the sword. And he went after him. Is there any more servants of Abraham that's been born of the same house? That says, you know what? I have a right to go after my loved ones. Let's bow our heads. Cut their sicknesses off. Cut off the things that bind them. Spirits of every kind. Cut them off. I don't know, I'm not much. Well, you may not be, but God's a whole lot. And if God be for you, who can be against you? It's a perfect picture of Christ. The Holy Spirit leading the faithful that's born of the same house. The house of the Holy Ghost. Where Christ was born, pursuing after the wayward and the backslidden, and slaying every evil thing that overcome them. I've got a commission. Whose house are you of? Are you of the household of faith? The same faith that Abraham had, the same patience, enduring. Holding on. Thank God for healing me. Are you healed? Thank God for healing me. You're still blind? Thank God for healing me. You still can't see? Thank God for healing me. Whose house are you born of? You still don't look good? Yeah, I know. I don't don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if it'll be today. I don't know. Seemed like if God had really done something, it would already happen. Or is it, thank God for healing me? Born of what house? Amen. Father, Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you for your word, Lord, to our hearts. Take the brokenness of it, Lord, and just put it all together, Father. For your people, Lord, so they can realize what faith lies within them. It's not something we've got to get worked up about. or, Lord, we can just grab a hold of it and go forward in Jesus' name. Bless your people, I pray. God, touch us, Lord, by your grace. We're so thankful, Lord, for what we've heard today. Lord, moving for Brother Ron. Lord, a man that's a warrior and 
showing us, Lord, the battle of faith. Preaching the gospel, Lord, like never before. What a testimony in this hour, God. Lord, we do know, Father, that when the, li- when the angel is present, the lion's asleep. God, we see your angels present with him, Lord. Father, we just ask that your angel will continue to touch and heal and deliver. Till it completely drives out that cancer, Lord, we believe it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord.